0: There are as many as 150 Israeli hostages somewhere inside that chaos that is Gaza. Um, surely that complicates the Israeli response, but it hasn't stopped it, as we said. hasn't even slowed it down. So w- what can we make of the fate of these people, why they were taken, and what, what's going to be happening there? We're going to speak now with Dr. Robert Hewish, an associate professor in international development studies at Dalhousie University. Um, professor, thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you,
1: Shay. Thanks so much.
0: You know, to start with these hostages, we don't even know where they are, right? We know that there's as many as 150, maybe more. I don't know, even know if we have a definitive number, but we have no idea where they are at this point, do we?
1: No. I mean, right now, the Israeli authorities are still trying to get a sense of that number. And this isn't the first time Israelis have been taken hostages by, by Hamas or, you know, previous to that, uh, Hezbollah or other groups. And what usually happens when there's mass hostages, so not just three or four but like as you say 150 at least yeah the idea is to quickly break them up and distribute them around an area that could be targeted so this as we've seen before and it does a couple things one is sort of serves the purpose of creating a human shield so that if there's going to be missile attacks, bombings, or if ground forces do invade and there's unknowns as to where the hostages are, that's supposed to act as a deterrent uh, in, in that sense. And then, you know, the second thing is, is by keeping them moving around, uh, it, it, it's, it's going to reposition uh, what Israeli intelligence already knows about Hamas's locations, their assets, where they've got their safe houses. All of that's now in complete motion. So that is... Uh, I think part of the equation that the the kidnapping of these hundred and fifty Israelis uh, from from Israel into into Gaza was just as much part of the strategy as it was launching three thousand missiles. Right. Israel at the same time. So yep. is, is the thinking then
0: like human shields, but not in the sense of, hey, listen, we're going to station you outside of this particular installation to make sure it's not bombed. It's just generally speaking, there are 150 Israelis in Gaza and you don't know if you take down that building, you may kill them. It's it's more of a general
1: deterrent? Yeah. So the way it's sort of stacking up is that usually, and by usually this is, a you know, it's terrible that it is usual, but for the last 10 to 20 years, as there have been attacks that have gone back and forth between Gaza and Israel and and Gaza, that usually the Israeli firepower is just, just tremendously superior. And often the Israeli defense forces will announce, hey, we're going to make this target uh, and put it in the crosshairs. So if there are civilians in that building, you've got a small warning time to get them out. And then sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But what Hamas has now said that if there are unannounced Bombings of any building in Gaza. uh, One of the hostages will be executed for every one Mm. of those unannounced attacks. So this is this is another sort of escalating factor here. Is that we've seen kidnappings of Israeli citizens in the past to usually be the, the 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 entrance point to some sort of prisoner diplomacy or some sort of ask. of of a term, like we we want X, we want Y. This again is, is different because it's moving the hostages from being a bargaining chip to a defense tool. And that we're not used to. And I think Hamas has got some level of confidence uh, to say that it's going to continue on and we'll be able to survive this war right now. So they're they're using these hostages not in any way to bargain. They have no interest in that. So no. There's officials from Qatar yeah. who even tried to say, hey, we think we can get these 36 Palestinian uh, women and children out of Israel if you're willing to trade them up. Nope, that's not part of it. So if these hostages are indeed a defense strategy, and then that means that Hamas is continuing to have access to resources that will let them continue this aggression.
0: So far it hasn't worked, though, has it? I mean, if, if they were hoping that it would serve as some sort of deterrent, I can't see it. Uh, it. It looks like Israel is is carrying out their operations unabated. They're not worried about anything, it doesn't appear.
1: No, I mean, with the Israeli Defense Forces, the things that they're particularly trained on is to... Uh, is to do aerial assaults into into Gaza, to prepare for land invasion into Gaza, and then to ever uh, you know go into uh, to defend territory around Syria or Lebanon. That's actually what the defense forces is primarily geared towards. So this is something that's in their playbook. This is in their arsenal, and they're really prepared for it. Uh, why, why Hamas is, is is trying to instigate the battle in this way is absolutely curious because the timing of it is questionable why here why now and the 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 scale of it is also something to be taken into consideration but there's no there's no end plan there's no exit strategy for this and this is where i think in the next few days we are going to see the, the images, like you said, of the destruction of buildings and the, the shock and awe of the buildings going up and the bombs, moving over towards the humanitarian crisis. that's going to start breaking out pretty yeah. soon as this complete blockade is in place that's now going to uh, target more food supplies. Clean water and energy are all going to start to be in short supply in Gaza. And, and in my mind, say, like what doesn't make any sense about this is that Gaza was already well Embargoed one of the most heavily embargoed areas in the blockaded in, in the world, and yet Hamas continued to get weapons in. And I'm not sure what the strategy is behind targeting water, food, medicine, electricity as a means of preventing more weapons and more attacks coming over. That just doesn't make sense.
0: Um, I, I spoke with Chuck Freilich yesterday, who uh, is at Columbia University, but he used to serve. He was a national security advisor in Israel. We were talking about the hostage situation, and he said he thinks... Um, possibly, and he and he said, and I recognize the the horrific nature of what I'm saying. The Israeli government, it's not that they aren't concerned, but they can't be. Um, that that can't be a barrier to their operation. I mean, it has to be part of their calculation as to what they're doing. And it would appear, though, as they've made a decision that, unfortunately, that that might just be the way that it goes.
1: Yeah, and and already in the early days of it, we've seen uh, loss of life. Uh, take place with hostages. There's videos that yeah. have emerged that have confirmed that. And you know, is it is it now in a situation where the the primary force is to try to to go at Hamas and to break it down, as opposed to recover Israeli citizens? Now that if that is the case, if that is exactly what's happening right now, then that is a shift from previous times when israelis have been have been uh, captured you go back to Antibia in uganda you think about twa flight uh, 847 that was hijacked out of greece in 1985 uh, or the, thir- uh, the, the three year olds who were who were kidnapped in 2014 i mean the, the goal was recovery recovery of people living yeah. right? and yeah. now if it's if we're looking at some sort of a chessboard that is as, is is seeing these 150 hostages as another part of the equation in pummeling Hamas, that's different, that's a, that's a different tone from the Israeli security forces that we haven't heard in the past. Somebody's wrong,
0: obviously, either the Israelis or Hamas, like you say, Hamas seems to have some sort of future plans here, which seems mind-boggling to me based on what we're seeing out of Israel. Um, how do you think this, where does this go, doctor, I mean, do, well, do any, can, can we even hazard a guess?
1: Well, one of the things that I, I look at in my own research is, is kind of looking at the importance of geography in these conflicts. And the geography of Gaza is, is just, again, mind-boggling in itself. Uh, it's, it's a border along Egypt, 11 kilometers long, heavily fortified, very few ways to get across. And then, of course, the, this border around Israel is 52 kilometers. And then you've got the Mediterranean, right, where there yeah. is an Israeli-controlled part of the sea that still allows active fishing. But in that area, right, there's a lot of vessel traffic that goes between the ports in Egypt and some of the southern ports in Israel, of which we've seen a lot of container traffic that continues to come in from Russia over the last uh, six months to eight months, and a lot of the ships have just been sort of loitering. So Israeli intelligence earlier in 2023 were worried that some of these loitering ships may be distributing arms two uh, to fishermen in Palestine that, that bring it back in. Now, this suggests to me that Hamas isn't doing this alone. Uh, you know, they, they need outside resources to go for any sort of conflict. In the middle of July, July 27th, Israel Defense Forces confiscated a form of uh, ammonia chloride that's used for uh, for rocket fuel. So they've got help from outside. Uh, is it Iran who's managing to send the stuff in? Is it uh, Russia who's just being the, the, the transport network? Or is there more of a a deeper network involved. And I think that as much as Israel right now just wants to, or Benjamin Netanyahu I should say, uh, wants to go in and really give it to to Hamas, it's gonna be very ham-fisted. They need to think about how in the world this group is able to militarize itself, so effectively considering it's already so heavily blockaded.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I guess, uh, like everybody, your, your your biggest fear here is further escalation and who else may be involved and more directly involved in the coming days? That's the stuff. That's yeah. right. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, Dr. Hears, thank you so much for being here today. I really do appreciate your time. My pleasure. Thanks so much indeed.